When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I never put much thought into tires in the past. The thought was always to drive what comes on my vehicle, and if I had to replace them, I made my decision based on price. Our friends at Cooper Tires know what they're talking about. Cooper has been an American company since 1914, with more than a century in the tire industry. Each Cooper tire undergoes rigorous testing and are backed by warranty, so you can trust that they'll last for thousands of miles. The Coopers pride themselves on good merchandise, fair play, and a square deal. Always have and always will. Don't overpay or underbuy. Cooper tires do what tires should do and cost what tires should cost. All Cooper tires are backed by a limited warranty, a 45-day test drive warranty, and select products are backed by Treadwear Mileage Warranty, helping to give you confidence on the road. For complete product and warranty details, please visit www.coopertires.com or www.coopertires.ca. And remember, go with the Coopers. Folks, welcome back to the Crash Course Podcast. This is an episode from our original Scotland trip, July 2018, Taurus Season 2. Uh, this is about Castle Stewart. The audio has been pulled from uh, the old No Laying Up podcast file and uh, repurposed here in the Crash Course feed for your enjoyment. And then we went up to Castle Stewart, which uh, is the only only course designed in this century that we played on this trip. And it was a 2000, 2009, I believe, uh, Gil Hans design. There, um, Gil Hans did Wingfoot. He did do Wingfoot. <laughs> we're we're members. Uh, it is a four-minute drive from the Inverness Airport. There are planes taking off the entire time. They actually have like a like a shuttle service. They'll shuttle you from that airport to the golf course. And uh, it was a course that I think you know, playing so many old classic courses uh, on this trip, that it stands out in being very different from that and being a newer course. I think. Did you guys go into it at all with any preconceived notions or expectations that maybe you wouldn't like it? I wanted to hate the place. <laughs> I wanted to go in and just be like, this place stinks. It's a disgrace. And I ended up, it ended up being one of my favorite courses the whole trip. What made it so great? Uh, I mean, obviously, first of all, the land is just second to none. I mean, it's some of the best land. And the way that Hans used it and just such a light touch. I think there was so much nuance and so many subtle little features that especially around the greens some of the mounding and the grass bunkers and these little lips and um and really just i mean that, that you know the second hole the third hole and then the back nine was just the back nine was probably one of the better nine hole stretches we played on the entire trip so but yeah i mean that place was you know and it didn't hurt that played with eight clubs and yeah we kept the half bag uh kept it going after the invigorating round at cullen which wound up in I think probably my best probably like my best round that I played I think was with that first round with the half bag at, at Castle Stewart. Um I just gosh, I I feel like I'm sounding like a, a bit of a broken record here, but I mean I just it I is loved good. it. Yeah. It's so so good. And I, I've I think I've been 
you know, reading from the book of Gil for, for DJ slurps Gil pretty hard, but it, gosh, it like, look, try to try to argue with any, it's any hard. of that stuff out there. It's, I mean, like you said, the light touch is what, is what sticks out to me. I mean, the whole thing is just, it's so subtle, but you can, it, it's so subtle, but if you look deeper at what you're, at what he's doing, I mean, it's just, it's so good. It, there's so much, it's so playable. It's, it's so playable wide. for sure. And it, it just almost kind of, not that it tricks you into feeling like it's harder than it is, uh, but kind of, if, if that makes sense. Like, it's welcoming. The greens yeah. are receptive, welcoming. Not that they're not firm, but they, 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 you can use some slopes to get to them, and they're big complexes. And So Mark Parsonen is the uh, is the developer of, of Castle Stewart as well, was the developer of Kingsbarns. So Kyle Phillips did Kingsbarns, I think, in 2002. was a roaring success. So Parsonen saw this land. I, I don't know the, the true sequence there, but engaged uh, hands to design this course. And they have a formula, and it works. Like, it is it is a golf course that is a great blend of kind of more American style and is kind of designed for an American tourist to come to go play there, as well as traditional Scottish style, uh, Scottish layout and links play, how the ground plays and you know, the, the third hole at drivable four is just, it's a world-class hole. It's so cool is how it sits back there against the, against the firth and in the fourth, you turn around and hit right back at castle Stewart, which is of course named after. Um, and it's just a modern Marvel. I think it's fair to say. And, and I enjoyed it even more this time around than I did the first. And I think that, uh, it's, 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 it holds up really well in comparison to Kings Barnes. And I'd love to see Kings Barnes in these conditions, but to me, walking off that one, I was like, okay, I think I may put Castle Stewart ahead of Kings Barnes in five. A lot of it, um, especially like ten and eleven, when you make the turn, you play the, you know, the that really cool par four against the water, and then the the short three, the short three, uh, you know, right along the water too. I think a lot of that reminded me, and people get triggered when this course comes up for whatever reason, but a lot of that reminded me of like Whistling Straits, I thought, but it, just not as manufactured and and obviously a little more natural feeling uh, than that, but. Again, it was it was like Cruden. I thought Cruden Bay and and Castle Stewart were probably the most similar for me. You know, going back to your your question from the beginning of the the first podcast, I, I just every shot out there was phenomenal. And I think that that was the one. You know, Bag Tag Berries definitely playing yeah. Castle Stewart and for good definitely reason. should for good reason. It's, yeah, it's so good. I think it's so it's probably pricier. It's it's you know it's more. It's higher on that end of the spectrum. It's it's a little bit more of a luxury kind of feel, certainly coming after Cullen as well. <laughs> uh, but I mean, if you're if you're looking to go but over no it, less spend the money, it's either. worth it. Yeah, right. Like it didn't feel snooty or anything like that. It felt like you were. I mean, it felt like being at at, at a place like Bandon. Yeah. No. And they do have. It is a pricier place. I think it's around 190 pounds to play, but they have a 36 hole deal. Where basically, your 36, your second round is something like 60 or 70 pounds. So for two rounds, you get around 260 pounds, if I remember right, uh, which is a, which is a, I think a, a very fair deal considering the piece of land and all that. The and par fives were among the best we played. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, that that being the modern course, it definitely had the best par fives of any course we played. And again, we talk about mixing variety into planning out an itinerary and variety in some of the true oldest courses in the world and also the new ones. Like there's a reason why these new ones are successful, why they keep building them. There's going to be, we're going to talk a little bit about that. There's going to be a new one built up, uh, up near Dornick here as well soon. And there's reason they keep building them because these guys keep knocking it out of the park. And again, I was concerned going into it as to what you guys might think of it and uh, what I would think of it the second go around. And I, I enjoyed it even more again. The short fours were insane that third the 14th hole there is 14 one of my favorite golf holes honestly it is like a 16 should be i don't i'm not architecture expert but like that is like a perfect example like a centerline bunker it's a short hole 
And if you want to go right of that bunker, there's more space, but you are going to be protected by mounds that guard the flag. Whereas if you play to the tighter part of the left side of the fairway, you'll have the angle into the green. If you go long with a wedge, you, it's like the steepest, the steepest slope behind that green, and it's a place you're going to make bogeys from. It is just some so many great little elements like that in a, in a hole that looks may look to the eye like a very simple hole, but there's just layer upon layers to it. The so. views are crazy. Oh God! You see Inverness in the background and the the Cassock Bridge and you know the Highlands on the yeah. other side of the bridge. It, it's really cool. That Brandy. course got me extra amped up to see. Uh, Pinehurst number four. Yeah. Also, after uh, going around there in the early stages and kind of seeing, it's weird how the land sort of felt similar. I mean, it couldn't be more more different landscapes, <laughs> but the movement on the land felt felt pretty similar. And just, I don't know, Gil's really good. I'm, I'm amped. Randy, what'd you think of Castle Stewart? Yeah, it was good. I I I I think it was probably the one I was least looking forward to for a lot of same reason as Tron. Um, but it it's just really nice. I mean. Tremendous shot value. Uh, I think you definitely, like you guys said, you definitely know it's a new course, right? Like you're not. They're any, not trying to trick you. Yeah, yeah. It's, At no time are you thinking yeah. like, oh, it's an old links course. No, it's 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 a new course. But, yeah, exceedingly fair, very playable. Um, you know, I, I think, like you said, that, that fourth hole kind of going, hitting back to Castle Stewart through like a, a narrow corridor was one of my favorite uh, views on the trip. You played your ass off on the back. Yeah, it didn't hurt. I I, I think I went out in forty seven. I was God, I was so tired. Um found something and shot thirty six coming in, even par. And with legitimately a of- should have been like a thirty four. I, I missed a couple <laughs> of like three foot putts. Um a couple ladies putting club swipes coming yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So I mean certainly that doesn't hurt uh, my impression, but I, I've never played whistling straight, but I think I like that. Comp- like it just feels like that type of play. Like it feels like you're almost on Lake Michigan. Um, and I think you're, you're in that, you know, the, whatever the cove is there that, that it sits on, you know, so you're not getting like the rolling ocean waves. Like you get in a lot of the other right. courses. It's just very, and granted there was not much wind when we played it, but it just, it feels very still and kind of, serene it's, yeah. it's just the clubhouse was cool really, too the clubhouse was awesome uh, just like great food yeah uh, just yeah. looked like it a lot of that, that's the cool thing and you kind of mentioned it is that you know a lot of these i have not uh been to king's barns but so i don't know how it kind of handles that but a lot of these newer courses you can either go one of two ways you can either try to make it kind of ultra modern and and ultra um you know kind of you make it feel like it's new or you can try to manufacture it into making it feel like it's much older than it is and try to trick people and i don't think it does either it, it kind of knows its place and it doesn't try to do too much and i just i think that's really cool folks welcome back to the crash course podcast this episode comes from our scotland debrief uh Taurus sauce episode from july of 2018 it is about nairn in the north or uh, up on the north coast of Scotland, one of our favorite courses as well. Uh, this audio has been repurposed from that original podcast feed here into the Crash Course feed. Enjoy. Moving on, we went down the road about 20 minutes or so back to uh, Nairn, Nairn Golf Club there, which is a little bit east of Ca- of, uh, of Castle Stewart there and east of uh, Inverness. Back to more of the traditional club, old, old golf course. I think 1887 or so is the uh, what's on our pin flag here. Um, and a course that I got to, I was fortunate enough to play last year and was had a great experience out there. 
and was more blown away by the archive room afterwards, which we'll get to. But uh, we're, again, back to a classic course, a very flat course that sits by the seaside um, and is, again, very different than a lot of the other courses that we play. I don't know what the best comparison is to Nairn. But uh, what was your guys' takeaway from our afternoon at Nairn? It's, uh, this is a weird one for me. <laughs> Walking off the course, I felt like it's it's obviously a, a great course. Like it, it's just, it's exactly what a Lynx test should be. Um, I, I think the bunkering and the strategy is subtly among the most interesting. Uh, I don't think I hit the ball well enough to really get that full experience. Um, like, yeah, I can think I want to, oh, I want to do this, but it's like, yeah, uh, the execution is <laughs> probably going to be something else entirely. It's the course, though, since I've been back where it's like, it's just keeps growing on me. Um, I, I think it's right there with Ely and North Berwick. And like, if I could play a course every day, um, it'd be Nairn, North Berwick, and Ely, one of those three. Um, just, just a very straightforward Lynx golf experience. And that's why I think walking off of it, I've almost felt like it was a little too straightforward. You know, I just, I, I, we had heard a lot of really, really, really good stuff going in and I was kind of not disappointed that that's definitely not the right word, but just, it doesn't uh, wow. Uh, it, yeah. It was, it felt a little underwhelming walking off, Yeah. but then like you're saying, Randy, I mean, I think like I've kind of thought about that one more and more and more as since we've been home than a lot of the others. And it's, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, Oh man, you know, that hole was really cool. And that was, oh, I'd like to play that again. I'd like to like, and so I, I could for sure see it in that, that everyday course category. And it, I've, yeah, it's weird how much I've, I've liked it a lot more since I've left than, than and when and I was let alone the clubhouse, it. which I think we'll get to here in, in, in just a couple seconds. I mean, that for the, for the clubhouse and the vibe alone, I mean, it's, it's kind of worth being your everyday course. Um, thought it was really scorable i mean i i didn't play all that well but i thought as a as far as the other layouts that we played i thought it was the course that you could probably go the lowest on um, yeah i think it was just all in front of you yeah i mean it was just very you said it hit the shot yeah it was yeah. very like, clear what avoid the this was. bunker yeah and yeah which i think coming off of you know cruden bay and castle stewart and and cullen and you know all these places where we had all these blind shots and we had all this different stuff uh, you know, that is probably what made it feel a little underwhelming. Whereas if it was the first course we played, I probably would have said, Oh wow, that that's links golf. I'm in. This was, this was what a delight. Right. I so think that probably my own fault. Biggest takeaway for me was how, how rumpled and just bumpy the fairways were in a good way. I mean, there was, there was so much natural little, you know, variations in them that, um, to the point where it was, it was so dry, but you could see where the water collected at the bottom of each of these little yeah, these the sprinkler heads and stuff. Yeah. Little, it was really cool. Um, probably the coolest halfway house I've ever seen. Oh, God. <laughs> Which was closed. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It was, what was it about? It was like the, maybe 6 p.m. on a Friday, were we, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I it was, was like the one place I wanted to have a pint. Yeah. It is yeah, it was probably the best. An old it's barn a, with kind of like the grass roof. Uh, yeah, it was just like a thatch roof almost. Really, really thatch cool. Looking. Yeah. There were a couple holes that, weren't you know they were probably my least favorite of the trip um same same for me um <laughs> uh, yeah solly talk about your round a little oh bit out there we, we didn't get into a lot of like you know 
blow by blow what we shot, but I, I would say it's kind of worth getting into uh, Sally's round a little bit here. <laughs> well, I was I had gotten hot, and uh, I was I was I had a five foot birdie putt on the eleventh hole to go to five under par, and I lipped it, and uh, got to the thirteenth tee, still sitting at four under par. I eagled the fifteenth hole. Uh, and I shot two over par total for the day. <laughs> Sick. It was the worst collapse in, uh, that I've ever had. I made three doubles coming in. I think I bogeyed the other two holes. Um, and I don't, mega, I don't know. It was mega sick. afraid to go low. Oh, I'm yeah. terrified to go low. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. Um, but I, I, I love Nairn in that, in that the what you mentioned about the bunkering. There's so many bunkers out there that it's like, God, that is – the exact place I would love to bail out, and the way they structure the fairway bunkers, it's like, all right, all right, you got to. If you want to get past these two bunkers, all right, you're going to need more club to do that. So that puts three one in play, and that's going to bring in this long left bunker if you if you pull one. But if you go down the right side of that, then you you're going to be safe. But that's also the worst angle at the hole, and like that fifth hole there is a little dog leg to the left, and uh, it's got a bunker that protects the left side of it. And the closer you play to that bunker, the much better angle you have into that green. And it is just like a, a master class in just execute the shot. Just like hit the shot, pick the right club, and execute the shot that you need. And it might be five iron off the tee. It, I think I hit I hit three iron on the par five on the front because I didn't want to try to hit a, a drive, like driver into that shape of a fairway because it runs out into the long rough. And it just is the most – It was a, it's exhilarating shot-by-shot shot golf course to me to – to position yourself and to avoid the traps and you can score if you do that. And I think that's what makes it really fun. I don't think it's the most challenging, but like if you don't execute shots out there, it will reject you. And it's it <laughs> half the day I, I dominated it. And the other half, it kicked my ass. And it's, uh, that's, you can, you can see why it'd be I, such a good club course in that regard. Yeah. Because, you know, if you have, if you have a plus one going up against a, a 15, you know, you can handicap it really well so that those two can have a really fun match against each other. There's not a lot of shots at the 15 just doesn't have a prayer of, of hitting or, or whatever, you know, it's, it's, yeah, the more I think about it, the more I, 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 I get it. I tripled one. And it's like, Sick. I don't think I hit a bad shot. It was like a blackout triple. Yeah. Like, what just happened? Like, like I, five holes. I guess that's a, one frustration. I guess that's a seven. <laughs> was, it was one of the few courses where we didn't, like they didn't have a, um, like a hole location sheet and it was the one course where there was so much deception and so much you know like so much messing with your depth perception that you had to like i had no idea what my yardages were into a lot of those i thought the book otherwise like had we had a pin sheet in addition to the the course book that was one of the better yardage books yeah yeah, it was was a fantastic yardage but yeah probably the best probably the course i'd most maybe one or two like ranked one or two as far as the course i'd most want to be a member at yeah because the hang afterwards was crazy good. out of this world we had such good i mean we we played just the four of us we didn't necessarily have hosts but the the sean burgess the assistant pro there and sharpie who's they're going to be heavily featured here in our video and they showed us around the archive shout room. out finley too finley, finley yeah. as well yeah he's uh, a really good talented young player there he's that, got goat goat in training i think yeah. all over him. um got to hang of course in the archive room we're not going to i broke it down the podcast last year we have a bunch of video from it it's just they they preserve the history of that club amazingly well and it is one of the coolest hangs, and uh, I, I said it last year, my goal in some way is to record a podcast from that room. I think we kind of missed the opportunity because that was a really good one, but we didn't want to lug podcast equipment over there. But uh, 
that is kind of the club. And I think Bacon, Bacon and I talked about joining there, and I think they said he just did just join. Uh, and we had set uh, y, our, our boy Wyatt up to go play over there, and he it, the day ended with him joining and becoming an overseas member at Nairn because he fell in love with that place so much. So it is kind of the place that is, it is weird, like hard to describe. Like the golf course itself does not blow you away, but there's something about the vibe of that place that does stick with you. Like Randy and DJ, what you guys are saying is the more you thought about mm-hmm. it, the more you really enjoyed that day. I kind of walked off a little bit underwhelmed by the course, and the more I thought about it, the more it's one of the few courses like I really I want to – I want another crack at it yeah. because I like I, I want to go out there and play around when I'm fresh and go out and see what kind of score yeah. I can shoot. Yeah, at this point of the trip, we are starting to get wound down Again, a little bit. <laughs> old Tom, but with James Braid, uh, heavily influenced as well. A bit. Yeah, I thought the close, like starting on 14, the downhill part three, that really messed with your mind, DJ. Um, <laughs> I thought there were some really underrated holes there down the stretch. I thought 14 was excellent, uh, 15 a little short four, and then um, 16 the road hole I thought was really good with the burn there and the bunkering yeah. kind of um, you know 75, 80 yards short or I guess a little closer to that to the green, but really made you think about that approach shot and what you wanted to do. Um, yeah, gosh, I. I keep talking about it and thinking about it. It just keeps getting better for me. <laughs> Nairn, Nairn Fox, I'll say it. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in on Nairn big time. Um, all right, wrapping up that day, we then drove up about an hour uh, to Dornick. Uh, we stayed at the Royal Golf Hotel there in Dornick, which couldn't be closer to the first tee, I think. Uh, <laughs> also, couldn't be better. Couldn't that be better. the best. It was the best place. I, I, I think it's my favorite hotel I've ever stayed in. It, it was ever anywhere. Incredible. We, we checked in, and I think we checked in at like 1130 at night, and coming off like an hour drive, you know, played 36 holes. Tired, but like, gosh, how good does a does a beer sound right now? And asked the lady at check-in, like, hey, how is the bar closed? How, how late are they serving over there? She's like, yeah, you know, they just kind of serve until the last person isn't standing anymore. Uh, <laughs> so we're like, sweet. So we went over there. The, the kind of the the night shift guy happily served us four beers, and you know, it, like no sense of like you're putting me out by you know making me stay late or anything. It was just we were able to go have a proper pint. Which, I was like, okay, this is gonna be nice beer wise. We talk about uh, tenants with a oh, lime yeah, yeah. a lime cordial. Simon. Shout out Simon. Uh, yeah, Simon Hold at North Barrick turned you guys onto the the tenants with the lime cordial, yeah. the fancy boy tenant. So <laughs> lime cordial is like it's like a lime. Scottish like a Bud Light car- lime. Yeah, it's like a carbonated <laughs> lime soda that you just add to the beer to just kind of cut uh, a little bit of the the, the taste and it just makes it super refreshing in the summer. But it, tenants was was the go to, but it also played well in uh, Carling. Sure. Um, so. <laughs> The hotel itself, I mean, it's it's really really nice, but nothing like over the top about it. It's got still that same kind of Scottish quaintness to it, and it best feels, bathrooms. Yeah, it feels more like a house trip. than it does like a hotel. Still, and beautiful Just, little breakfast. And the yeah. best, the best the service was the best dinner slash like I think they called it the conservatory. That room, I could. I could spend my remaining days in that room, just <laughs> yeah. like living in there. That is the place to stay, I think, in Dornick. We would all agree. 